Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Last night we discussed the story of the people of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. In the 21st century, the story would be known as the discussion of homosexuality in the Quran. The reality is that in the Quran, there is no term known as homosexuality, nor is there a term as heterosexuality. Homosexuality and heterosexuality are modern-day constructs where people identify themselves in relation to their sexual identity or their sexual orientation. If you ask any Muslim in the world, show me the word homosexual in the Quran, it doesn't exist. If you ask any Muslim in the world, show me the word heterosexual in the Quran, it doesn't exist. Terms such as gay and lesbian don't exist in the Quran. These are terms that in reality have been part of our society since the 19th century onwards. Where people, through one sexual revolution after another, begun to define themselves according to their sexual orientation. Notice in the Quran, the paradigm was never that a person identifies themselves by their sexual preferences. If you look even in our modern day terminology, you may hear someone saying that person's a Luti. But that's only related to Nabi Lut. There is no term in the Quran where, for example, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that group X are Lutis or group Y are Mithliyeen. There's no terms like that in the Quran. Because the paradigm in the Quran was to focus, number one, we only have male and female. Number two, we have behavior of male, behavior of female. Number three, sex is neutral. You can either guide it towards that which is positive or that which is negative. There is no term in the Quran that tells you that when you look at the homosexual community, there is no community in the Quran like that. The Quran does not recognize a human being identifying themselves by their sexual preferences. The Quran does recognize, however, there is a male and a female that are created. And those male and females, when they come together, they cannot just come together according to their own whims and desires. There are certain laws associated with what a male can look at, what a female can look at, who a male can touch, who a female can touch. When a male gets married, when a female gets married, a male's hijab, a female's hijab, male foreplay, female foreplay, male sexual intercourse with the female, female sexual intercourse with the male. When can it be done? When can it not be done? The biggest mistake we can make in the Muslim world is by falling into the trap of sexual revolutions in the last couple of hundred years in how we respond to these discussions. The world we look at today identifies a person by their sexual orientation. No such thing in the Quran. Allah mentions dhakar, Allah mentions untha. That's it. Dhakar wal untha male and female, even though we see that as a natural relationship, one may argue the majority of hell is going to be made up of people who were in natural relationships, but went past the lines and the barometers which were set. Because sometimes someone might give the impression that a person who has been in a same gender relationship or behavior is going to be the one who makes up what hellfire is. Reality is, do you agree with me, that most people who are in male-female relationships have done the most haram? Someone says, but Sayyidna, male-female is natural. Who said to you that everything that's natural means it's moral? There are many things which are natural. It's natural for me when I was playing football in my teens. To want to go, for example, with my local club when after the match we go to the showers, it would be natural for me to go and have a shower. 
But is it moral that all of us guys are naked in the shower? You've finished playing football. It's Sunday morning. The pitch has made you as muddy as anything. What's natural for me to go to the shower? Is it moral that all of us are standing in the showers completely naked? Islam sets a law for that. I want to look at a male and a female having sex on the internet. Male and female, we said, supposedly is natural. Then why is it haram to look at that? I am with my wife and I want to have physical relations with my wife this night, but I want to insert a foreign object into my wife. Male, female is natural. So what's the problem here? What many made the mistake in or did not identify properly was that the Quran has no such thing as the gay community or the lesbian community. The Quran says that we created you male and female. You are able to do things with each other which are haram and you are able to do things with the opposite gender which is haram. We are here to guide the way that sex is made pleasurable for you. If a male and female, for example, are together and the male wants to masturbate themselves in front of their wife, what could be the problem? If my wife is in front of me and I want to have relations with my wife with what is known today as anal sex or entering from the back passage, this is something problematic. Does the Quran discuss for example, different positions of sex. Therefore, continuing from last night about homosexuality, homosexuality as a term is nothing to do with Islam. Homosexuality, we discuss it in the context of today, that there is a community of people who believe that there is no problem with gender relations. We can relate it to the Quran, but the Quran has no term for homosexuality because the Quran never identifies you by your sex preference. The Quran identifies you. You're either male or female. But there are many things which you can do which can end up destroying you. And there are things which you can do which can end up in procreation, can end up in you surviving, can end up in you finding happiness with one another. Some things are natural. Some Not all things are natural, for example, become moral. And so therefore there's a discussion of if something is natural, is it always moral? I got to know this girl at university. I want to marry, I, I marry her. But you know what? We're just going to go out for a few years before I marry her. It's natural, male, female. But does it become moral for me to go out with her before marriage? Therefore Islam, when it discussed what we know today and in the last couple of hundred years as homosexuality, never used that word because it said you as a human are not defined by your sexual preferences. You're a male or you're a female. And you have a conscience. What Islam focused on was behavior, not identity. The world today focuses on identity, not whether the behavior is right. The main thing is, what's my identity? And you'll see a lot of people now in their identity, right, straight, bi, gay. So I said, why are you going down the uh, identity route? What's your behavior? Your behavior is personal. Why tell the whole world that this is what I love? It's all personal. And that's why Nabi Lut if you look at this final section of his discussion with his people, he's trying to make it clear to them that their behavior is the problem. He never ever calls them gay. He doesn't call them homosexual. Let's focus on your behavior, your group of males, and what you're doing is going outside the boundary. Look, in Surah 26, my dear brothers and sisters at home, Surah 26, because what I want to try and show in today is the Quran discusses all forms of sexual behaviors for males and females. Nothing called, for example, in today's terminology, the gay community or the lesbian. No, sometimes a female with a female, sometimes a male with a male, sometimes a male with a female. Look in Surah 26, all of you, verse 160 onwards. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Kathabat qawmulut. Simple. The people of Lut, they lied. They belied who? They belied the messengers that were sent. The messengers that were sent to the people of Lot, they belied them. Lot 
asks them a question. Will you not guard yourselves, guard your behavior against evil? He doesn't turn around and say you become gay. Even if a person does that act, why are we now going into placing them with a particular title? There's a behavior pattern which they've done which has exceeded the limits. He's trying to make them return to a God consciousness with their behavior. There are people who think sometimes, how would sodomy feel? Or how would it be if I sodomize someone? There are people who actually think about even anal intercourse with their partners. It's not like people don't think about this. Lut doesn't group them as gay. There's no term gay in the Quran. Let's look at your behavior. Be God conscious. Where are you heading with this? The passage that you're entering is not a passage that was created for that. If, if we all just take a step back here, where the main area of the behavior of male-male relations, the entrance point is always known mainly as an exit point for most things. And forgive me, viewers at home, for touching on certain sensitive words, but at the end of the day, if we want to look at the passages within the human being, there is a difference between the vagina of the female and the anal passage. Complete difference between the two. One is able to have some sort of lubricant produced. The other one requires you to find some sort of lubricant before entrance is, is made. So if you're going to talk to me about evolution of the body of the human, we still haven't got past that problem that is there where most human beings recognize, listen, this entrance is for procreation, simple as. That other entrance we know very well is normally known as an exit entrance. You want to get rid of things, where are they being got rid of? So therefore, if you're going to enter there, even without wearing contraceptives, what's going to happen? There's going to be bacteria everywhere. What's then going to happen? What's going to happen if you're promiscuous? Lut never says to them, Oh, you people who are gay. No, no, no. Why, why are you bringing these terms, gay and lesbian? Terms which came 250, 300 years ago, or even more recently in sexual revolutions. Why are we going down that route? Our model is not identity. Our model is behavior. Inni lakum what? Rasulun ameen. I am unto you a trusted apostle. I'm trying to advise you that what you're doing, even if you weren't people of God or religious, this type of sodomizing is something which is unacceptable. This act that you're performing. Fear God, obey me. I don't ask nothing from you. I'm not here because I'm making any profit. My recompense is with who? Next line. You enter the males of the creatures. Doesn't call them gay. Your behavior is the problem. We're not going to fall for the trap that you got to dominate with a new group. No, no, no. Behavior. You enter the males. They said the problem the Quran has isn't that you go with a male. Because you might find a male you love. There's no issue. The problem is rape. If it's rape, why the next verse? وَتَذَرُونَ مَا خَلَقَ لَكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ مِنْ أَزْوَاجِكُمْ and you leave what Allah has created for you of your wives. So what? Is he saying to them, okay, you know what? Why are you guys going to males? Go rape your wives. He said, why are you going to males when God has created for you females? Meaning what? Meaning the only categories in the Quran when it comes to this discussion are male and female behavior. What trap can we fall into? The trap that you know what, so-and-so identifies as gay and therefore we have to give in. No. You have formed these things recently. Whereas for us, we've discussed these things over a thousand years ago as male and female behavior. If Lord's problem was them, was rape, why is he saying and you leave your wives alone? Meaning that there is a partner God created for you, known as the female. From the very start, we started with Adam and with Eve. It started like that. You could come to me later and say other arguments, but we all know that it starts with a male and a female. This is very interesting. Another focus on behavior. You are people who are what? Gay? You are people who are lesbian? 
No, you are people who are transgressing the limits. Don't transgress. There's a limit of behavior. And by the way, this is not to be hypocritical because slowly I'm going to come to the verse in the Quran which tells the male when you're with a female also there's limits. Islam wasn't about saying that it's gay, lesbian. Islam was about saying what? It's about behavior. Uh, if you don't stop talking like this, if you're not allowing us to have our rights, if you dare to trample on our rights, we live in a world of rights, we have a right to sodomize who we want, whether it's consensual, because you know some people say the problem here is because non-consensual. No. Male with male can never be accepted according to scripture. Of course, someone watching this who doesn't agree with the Quran is completely up to you. I'm not going to lose sleep on what you believe. You're not going to lose sleep on what I believe. I'm talking this to those who are interested in scriptural reasoning. We'll expel you. Anyone who differs with our rights as a community of men who want to sleep with men, we will kick them out of the country. No, no, no. This is not today. I'm talking in the story here. Not in 2021. No, no, I'm saying here, here, not in 2021. Here. If you dare to say anything, then you are homophobic and archaic and backward. No, no, not now. No, no, I'm saying here in this story. In, in this story, I mean, not now. That's the most important point. What is قالين? I am of those who abhors your behavior. I'm not interested in what you identify. That doesn't interest me. You could come up with a million movements. We are this way. No, 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 no. Your behavior, male with male. Whether you're an evolutionary theorist or you believe in intelli intelligent design, what's happening in that passage? How, how did we reach that stage? Behavior. Deliver me and my family from what they do. Except that old woman who was, of course, his. Wife, then we destroyed the others. Now, you know, when the Quran says we destroyed, we sent earthquakes, we overturned. I don't get scared about these things. I don't worry. I'm, I'm not scared about these things. What I hope it would give an indication is to those who have entered the world of such behavior patterns and believe that Islam hasn't got, or the Quran hasn't got an issue with it. Remember, we said, here's behavior. We never said what group you belong to. Habibi, anyone who does this goes to men instead of the female, that is haram. However you justify it, I feel it's natural for me. I was born like that. That behavior is a behavior which is haram. A person may have a trial. I'm not going to deny. Where you need support. You need help because you're feeling that. I don't know. Why is it that there's this attraction there? How do I stop this behavior? There's a group out there saying to you, don't just stop it. Call yourselves one of us. It's not a behavior. It means you're an identity. The Quran said, never is it an identity. If it was, we would have put a word for it. Therefore, male, male was a problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, although not mentioning female, female directly in the Quran, one of the communities where there was an overflow of female, female sex. You see, if the problem with with same-gender relations, was rape and the story of Lord. How does a female fa uh, rape another female? So why is Islam against les uh, a person who identifies today as lesbian? How do you rape another? A female with female. Didn't they say that Qawm Lord? It wasn't, it wasn't the problem that they were with males. It was because they were raping males. If they found someone they loved, there's no problem. 
If rape is the problem, why does Islam forbid female-female? Where's the rape there? In the Quran, there is one community, according to Imam Sadiq which had many ladies who used to have physical relations with each other. Today it's called lesbian. In Islam, we don't have no such thing. In Islam, we have the law of the behavior of a female with another female. That's it. Surah 50, verse 12, my dear brothers and sisters at home. Surah 50, verse number 12, we are introduced to a group of people in the Quran. But it doesn't say the females and other females slept with each other and what is identified today as lesbianism. But I'm sure when you read about this in your research, my dear brothers and sisters, you will come across a group of people who are known as what? Who are known as Ashab Arras. كَذَّبَتْ قَبْلَهُمْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ وَأَصْحَابُ Ashab al-Ras, who are they? Normally we know Thamud, we know Ad, we know Median. Who's Ashab al-Ras? Ras means some sort of well. There's a belief that there was a group of people, a prophet came to them. They didn't listen to this prophet. Some of them even say that they were worshipping a particular tree. And when that prophet, probably maybe Judah, the son of Jacob, some mentioned Handal ibn Safwan, when that prophet told them to stop worshipping that tree, they dug a well and buried him in that well. What was Imam al-Sadiq's opinion about the way these people used to behave? Amongst the things they used to do, females used to sleep with females. And females used to sleep with females also in the period of who? In the period of the story of Nabi Lut alayhi salam. Some people imagine Nabi Lut was just male-male. No, females used to sleep with females. Today they call it lesbianism. Islam never called it lesbianism. Islam never allowed you to identify with a group who do it. Islam said it's a behavior where you're going excessive. Someone says Sayyidna, so therefore male-male, male-female, there's a problem. Male-male and female-female, they said there's a problem. Even male-female. Does the Quran allow any male and any female who meet each other to have sex straight away? What is one of the clearest laws in Islam where a male and a female cannot have sex before marriage? What do we call it in English? Fornication. We call it in Arabic. Zina. Surah 17. Surah 17, my dear brothers and sisters. Let's go on the journey of how male and female can also transgress the boundaries. Our problem in Islam when it comes to sex isn't to look at gay and lesbian and say, this is all that... No, male, female can also transgress the boundaries. Surah 17. Verse number 32 of the Quran. Interesting ayah. All of you know the ayah. What does it say? وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَ وَسَاءَ سَبِيلًا Do not approach adultery, fornication, because Islam doesn't allow sex before marriage. And Islam doesn't allow, for example, if a person's married and they have a relationship on the side without there being the legal contracts that are there. So here when it says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا It doesn't say, وَلَا تَزْنُونَ for example. It says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا don't go near Zina. Beware of the things that could lead you there. Because we're all weak as humans. Our behaviors may overtake us. Do you agree? I don't care how strong you are. You're alone with somebody else. Nobody else in that room. Someone said, but Sayyidina, this is male-female. You said male-female is natural. Not everything that's natural is moral. To urinate is natural. But if someone came and stood in the middle of this hall right now and started urinating, does that make it moral? But it's natural to say, but Allah created me and I have to urinate. But there has to be what? Morality as well. So here, male, female, zina, not allowed, pre-marriage. And that's why, you know something very interesting? Your aqid day or your nikah day is so interesting because you literally need, literally, okay, if I'm going to be very, very precise in Islamic law, if you just simply say, she says, for example, Zawaj to Kanafsi, and you say Qabiltu, that's it. No need for Maulana, no need to give him a tip, no need for anything. Sorry, all Maulanas out there who I've ruined your summer. Literally, all that needs to be said 
for you to become legal. You're like, Sayyidina, but I'm not understanding. You said male, female is natural. Why do I need to say those words? Or Sayyid has to say, for example, Why do we say all of this? Baba, it's male, female. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there is a guidance that I provide to sexual behavior in every way. This is not just a relationship of two bodies. It's a relationship of two souls. There is a right for the male and a right for the female. A right for the husband and a right for the wife. The lady says, the man says, that's it. Yes, someone might hear us say, you might hear all of that. You don't need to go all of that. You agree the mahar. Say those couple of words. That's it. But Islam said there's a spiritual edge. Now both of you in the eyes of... You see, what's the difference between zina and marriage? One of them is animalistic. One of them is what? It's like, no one's watching. Let's just do this. The other, you're thinking of God first, then you. Something grows within you. A conscience grows within you. So therefore, for us... Premarital sex. Is it something which is allowed premarital sex? No. And that's why the Quran has some harsh verses on this. If you go to Surah 24, verse number, uh, number 2, yeah, Surah 24, verse 2, you'll see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at it straight away. Az-zaniyatu az-zani. The female and the male adulterers. But Sayyidina, you said to me, male and female is natural. So why has God got a problem? God says, I set the laws for what's natural and what's moral. Doesn't matter male, female. There are ways to do things. Otherwise, you ruin families. You ruin marriages. You ruin uh, communities. How many times when you hear someone, you found out this guy was this guy's sister. What does it do to the family? What does it do to the community? In our communities, we have the saying, when, when, when you're getting married, they'll come to you and say, there's, there's some praise of like, you know, we came from the door, not from the window. And he used to always baffle me. Why is this guy saying we came from the door, not from the window? Because the worst thing is when you find out someone sneaked to get to know your daughter from the window. But at least he came from the front door. Okay, respect. He came. He, he, he's good. Because there's a respect etiquette. Azania to Azani, Surah 24, verse 2. Fajli how many times do you have to do what? You have to whip the ones who commit zina, adultery. But Sayyidina, male, female, what's wrong? I found this girl, I chirped her, got her number, what's wrong? There is a particular direction in which sex is guided. This one here, these two, let's say, are unmarried. Of course, this is in an Islamic state, I'm talking. If it was, uh, you know, uh, Islamic state even has its own conditions which requires its own discussion. But let's say, for example, we're discussing and you need witnesses, of course. You can't have just someone saying, hey, bro, I found out that these two are doing this. Let's get a whip and whip all of them. That can't be done, okay? So therefore, pre-marriage, can a person pre-marriage have a relationship? Now, Interesting that even in the Prophet's time, there was a discussion about the temporary marriage. Because there's a reality that if a person passes adolescence, for example, at the age of 14, and they, they get married at 24, those 10 years, what do you do? We know there's an overflow of sexual desires. And so in the Quran, you do find that God discusses the temporary marriage. And that's why the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon his family, used to engage in the temporary marriage in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon his family. This is not a, a Shia belief, because most time you hear the word muta only associated with the Shia. Do you agree? Although now you hear about Zawaj al-Urfi and Zawaj al-Misyar and so on. But let's say originally Shia, Ibn Mut'a, Abu Mut'a, Ahl al-Mut'a, you guys are this, you're the sons of Mut'a and so on and so forth. But no Muslim can deny in the time of Rasulullah the companions used to engage in temporary marriages. Some of these guys were not married and they would engage in a temporary marriage when they're away from home. They asked the Prophet, what do we do? Are we castrate ourselves or do we... And he would even say to them, even get married for a few days. 
And so many allude to the fact that before the permanent marriage, something that can be done is the temporary marriage. If you look, for example, in Surah 4, verse 24, in Surah 4, verse 24, there is this discussion. When it comes to the line, فَمَسْتَمْتَعْتُمْ بِهِ مِنْهُنَّ فَآتُوهُنَّ أُجُورَهُنَّ فَرِضًا Okay? Those who you have enjoyed for a certain period, give them their dowries as a fixed reward. فَمَسْتَمْتَعْتُمْ بِهِ مِنْهُنَّ فَآتُوهُنَّ أُجُورَهُنَّ فَرِضًا Because if a person engages in the temporary marriage, they have to pay a dowry a mahar unless the person who they're with for example may waive the right but what you found here is that in the quran this ayah even to be with somebody for a day two days three days god has set a law male or female What's interesting, therefore, is that here begins the guidance for the males and the females. Guidance of behavior. Islam doesn't have heterosexual. Islam doesn't have homosexual. Islam has male, female, and this is the guidance of their behavior. So we have premarital sex, approaching fornication. Not a, someone says, but you said premarital sex is not allowed. So muta'a is zina. Hold on a minute. Firstly, if the companions were doing it... Now, either I've got a problem with the companions doing it. I don't think we want to go down that route. Someone says, Sayyidna, the companions engaged in muta'ah. Yes. But then it was prohibited. If you're saying it was prohibited by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa give forth your proof. Because there are certainly discussions of the second caliph himself saying that I am the one who has banned this. Although it was practiced in the time of the Prophet, seemingly practiced in the time of the first caliph, he's the one who bans this. If you want to take the ijtihad of the second caliph on issues like this, on issues such as um, taraweeh, again, there's always a way of trying to fit these back to Rasulullah somehow or the other. But the second caliph, even in the issue of the three talaq, there's so many areas in which you found that he has his ijtihad. But you cannot deny that the companions did not get engaged in mut'a. They got engaged in mut'a. Engaged, I mean, they took part in temporary marriages. Of course, just because the temporary marriage is halal doesn't mean it's wajib. There are some people who say, I am anti-mut'a. Firstly, when you say, I am anti-mut'a, that then you're questioning God's command. You can't say, I'm anti-mut'a. You can say, however, the practice of muta in some ways was abused. That is okay. You're giving a survey of how, for example, some things were done in the wrong way. That is understandable, no doubt. In the same way, salah and its practice leaves a lot to be desired by some Muslims. In the same way, there are other acts like hajj where some Muslims really don't perform hajj. They just go do things just, you know, like it's a fiqh obstacle course. Okay. So, premarital, what do we have? Premarital sex is something which is... Not allowed unless there is a particular contract that is agreed. Can I have sex with my partner if she is on her periods? The Quran said, we have to discuss this. But some, Sayyidna, what's wrong with you? She's a female, I'm a male. You said male, 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 uh, and female, female. No, no, even male, female. Sex while someone is on their period is haram. Where? Surah 2, verse 2, 2, 2. Easiest surah for all the brothers and sisters at home to, um, inshallah, go to. Surah 2, verse 2, 2, 2. They ask you concerning menstruation. It's interesting how Rasulullah would be so open in what you want to ask him. Like, you know, today you're worried to ask a Mawlana about the menstrual cycle, or men won't even ask. Uh, but Islam, Islam wants to talk about the menstrual cycle. Judaism spoke about menstrual cycle. Christianity spoke about the, you know, the menstrual cycle or the period. Um, but some of them were very harsh on ladies. You know, like lock them up. You know, there are parts of India. There are parts of India until today where they lock up someone in a cave when they're in their period. That is 
disgraceful. Look, I know someone on their period might, you know, they, they, they could be in a certain mood at certain times. Even there are ladies who in their monthly cycle might say to you that this is really, it hurts, it's difficult, it's, 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 it's pressure. But astaghfirullah, you, you lock someone in a cave? In India until today, wallah, you wouldn't think, it's 2021. Amongst the Jewish community, they would isolate the person with their period. No. Islam, no. A'tazilu means keep away from them, means you can't have sex with somebody in her period. You know there are people in the world who still have sex with ladies in their periods. Because with sex, if there is no limit, the level of what they would say is kinkiness or pleasure can get to a level where there's no limit. Even you don't mind watching somebody with your own wife. You just watch them. And it turns you on to see somebody with your own partner. You can't go towards them until they are cleansed. Because there is a particular method of ghusl for somebody who comes out. Look, Islam is diqqah. It's precision on every single aspect of your life. You see, other religions sometimes say, why can't Muslims marry from other religions? Other religions take certain things as a culture. We have a precision on even walking into the bathroom, Allah, and leaving. How you perform ablution, how you perform ghusl. Look at this ayah, a whole discussion about the menstrual period, or even after the pregnancy, for example, that period as well. You enter them as what? As God has ordained. There's a particular way in which you enter in sex. What that also means in one angle is that Allah has made certain passages acceptable, other passages not. Allah is the one who guides us. God guides us with our sexual behavior because God knows the human being if they want to fantasize they'll say in your periods I want you because sometimes a person's sexual energy overflow takes over them they want to have sex and their wife says I'm on my period there are some people who say I don't care even on your period so the Quran had to reveal an ayah otherwise until today there are people who want that type of fantasy someone says Sayyidina you said that male-male, because of sodomy and anal sex, you said that that's not allowed. In the Quran, Allah says, enter your woman as you please. Next verse. Verse 223. Surah 2. Your woman are a tilth for you. Enter your tilth as you please. If the problem is anal sex or sodomy when it came to Qawm Lut, how comes Allah says, enter them as, they, as you please? In Shi'i law, I remember Ayatollah al-Khu'i, may Allah bless his soul, in the last years of his life, put an obligatory precaution that even if your wife enjoys it, still I don't allow it. In the majority of scholars, in the Shia school, when they look at traditions, they certainly find that the Imams talk about its reprehensibility. To the extent one of the Imams says, we would not do it. And in the, in the, in the non-Shia schools, there are many non-Shia, for example, who will talk about the fact that it's completely haram. But then the debate comes on this ayah. The ayah says, Nisa'ukum harthun lakum. They are a what? Tilth for you. But harthun lakum doesn't mean that you just because they're a tilt for you and enter them as you please, that doesn't necessarily mean anal intercourse. And mind you, even when I say all of these things, I'm talking God's Quran. I'm not talking said Ammar. So therefore, if someone has a problem with these wordings or someone has a problem with these discussions, ask your Lord why he's discussing having sex with females in their menstrual cycle or entering them as they please. First ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't ask me. He says this book, Hudan lil muttaqeen. The problem is when we never discuss these things, our youth said the Qur'an is boring. When they see these things, they realize the Qur'an is for every day. Enter them as you please can also be questions concerning sexual positions. 
I want to enter my wife vaginal intercourse. Vaginal intercourse can be male facing down towards the female. The female facing down towards the male. The female, for example, turning her back on the male. This is exactly what happened with this verse. Meccans used to enjoy all sexual positions. Medinians were affected by the Jewish community. Only one position, male looking down on the female. The Meccans were like, listen, we don't have to have sex in the same position all the time. You don't have to have it in the same position all the time. You can sometimes change it up a little bit. When I talk like this in modern day society, there are studies about how marriages are saved because of these things. So the Meccans are telling the Medinians, the Meccan man wants to have sexual intercourse with his wife, but a different position. Maybe today, instead of me looking down at you, you could look down at me. She's like, no, 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 in Medina we don't. Do you know there are still Muslim ladies in the world today when it comes to things like oral sex, for example, they still believe, oh, this is not allowed, even though you find the imams openly discuss it. So here, the verse was revealed. Your wife are a tilth for you. They are the ones who are fundamental in the procreation. But to procreate, you don't need to only look down at her like that. It's still the same vaginal passage. Because I know some of you might look at that and say, anal intercourse therefore should be permissible. But this ayah is saying about the different forms for the passages. Can the wife masturbate her husband? Yes. Can you as a Muslim, even if you're with a girl, masturbate yourself in front of the girl? No. Can you finish yourself off for that girl? No. That is something which is not allowed. Where is masturbation in the Quran? Surah 23. Someone says, Sayyidina, masturbation is in the Quran. It's impossible. Surah 23, verses 5 until 6. And God's actually talking about the, the mu'minun, because the surah is called mu'minun aptly. Surah 23, verse number 5, God's talking about the mu'minun. And then in verse number 5 of Surah 23, He talks about the mu'minun being, وَالَّذِينَهُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حافظون, those who guard their private parts, except إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ You don't need to guard your private parts from your wife because she's your wife. أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ Or those who your right hand possess, means your slave. Okay, your slave girl, which we'll come to in the future nights discussing what does this mean. Then the Quran says, uh, so accept your wives or your right hand possession. Meaning, I have to guard my private parts, except if I'm with my missus. If I'm not with my missus, can I play with my private parts until I ejaculate? No, I cannot. So this ayah, according to Imam, was what? The ayah which made clear that masturbating is forbidden. This is a discussion of identity. Are there a group of people out there who you are called, this is that community, that's that community, that's the masturbators. There's no such thing. And, you know, we're all trying to hold in our fast. And it's very close to the time of iftar. There may be groups of people who identify like that. But Islam said, no, it's a behavior. So what do we have now? We have masturbation. How about now? You know, I read a report in New York. A guy wants to marry his daughter. In New York, there's a man who wants to marry his daughter. Someone said, with male-male relations, they said, what's the problem if it's two consenting adults? Okay, what's the problem if a father is consenting and his daughter is consenting? Where does it end? Where does it stop? A father, 47. Daughter, 23. They want to get married to each other. If you're saying the criteria for sexual behavior is me, the human, and you're saying it's all about consent. What if the two consent to each other? Would you accept incest? Ugh, incest is disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Why? A father loves his daughter. Love, not rape. Loves the daughter. A father enjoys company of the daughter. A father says, we live in a society. There's no need for all of this utilitarian morality. We make up what's moral. 
The Quran even alluded to incest. It knew that there will be people who want to have relations with their children. Surah 4, verse number 23. God said it doesn't matter male, female. Again, I'll show you a behavior of male and female. And again, we'll make it clear to each and every one of you what's allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah. حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ Can it be more clear? Haram. حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ أُمَّهَاتُكُمْ your mothers are haram for you. That means a boy with his mom. Can they have a relation? Everyone at home, please focus on this. A boy with his mother. Can they have relations? But it's a male and a female. حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ أُمَّهَاتُكُمْ وَبَنَاتُكُمْ And your daughters are haram for you. Daughters are what? Haram for you. God, why are you discussing this in the Quran, God? The Quran should talk about other subjects. God, why are you discussing taboo subjects in the Quran? Ya Allah! Ya Allah, where is your haya? Ya Allah! Ya Allah, where is the modesty? Why are you discussing these things in the Quran? Because God knew very well, unless the behavior, patterns between a male and a female, unless you guide them, the human will destroy society. You think incest doesn't happen in the world? Of course it does. But they're just waiting for a day to say it, that there will be an incestual community or you're an, you're an incestual. And don't sit there at home and say to me it won't happen. We fought 50, 30, 50, 50 years ago. It was disgusting to see some things. Now they're cool. So what's there to put the idea that in 50 years time, these things will not be cool? That father in New York said, I love my daughter. I want to spend time with her. What's wrong? Some people on the YouTube, what were they saying? Disgusting, 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 disgusting. Why disgusting? You just allowed a group of people who in the past you used to say were disgusting, you allowed them to do anything they want. So why should this be allowed? The behavior Islam focused on. Further than that, Islam said your own children, be careful about even how close they get to you and you get to them. Surah 24, fascinating ayah. Surah 24, verse number 58 of the Quran. It's such a fascinating ayah because I don't think many people think about these things. You know how when we were kids, we were always told, knock before you come in? Why were we told knock before you come in? Knock either because our parents are just knocked out and they just need to rest or because... Even though you're my child, there's got to be times where I'm not going to be dressed properly. There are still humans in the world who will walk around their house naked just because they've got kids. Completely naked. What's this rise of pedophilia, Sayyidina? I'm not understanding it. Why is there a rise of pedophilia? Why is there a rise of sexual abuse? In the showers, all naked. At home, doesn't matter, she's my kid. I'll let every Why did the Quran talk of awrah? We have awrah. There are certain parts, Muslim or non-Muslim, there are certain parts of the body, that bikini extend it a little bit. Those bras keep them on. This, 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 this. Look what it says in Surah 24, verse number 58. Ya amanu, O you who claim to have iman. Those who have not reached puberty must seek permission from you three times in the day when they want to come to you. Before Salat al-Fajr, they have to seek permission before they enter that room. You and the husband, you and the wife, whatever it is, you're in the bed. They knock before they enter. They could come in, they could see certain things. Those things are not meant to be seen at that young age or maybe in some cases at any age. Al-Zahira, let's say, you know, in, in some countries you have a siesta sleep, you know, mid midday, one o'clock till four o'clock. That time, they also have to. After Salat al-Isha, it's obvious, in the night, you want to come to our room, mommy and daddy's room, you knock before you enter. These are three awras for you. Awra what? Three periods where there has to be a particular Privacy. God, it's my child. It's my child. 
Are you telling me that I can't walk around naked in front of my child? There may be people at home who are like, I've never done that. There are some who have. Because they're like, it's too young. Even someone says, Sayyidina, what if I become baligh? You become baligh, it becomes more obvious that there's more, more hijab. Next verse. وَإِذَا بَلَغَ الْأَطْفَالُ مِنْكُمُ الْحُلُمَ فَلْيَسْتَأْذِنُ كَمَا اسْتَأْذَنَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Okay, you become baligh. There is now even boundaries. They have to knock even more. But sometimes people thought, because she's young, let her come in when me and you are under the bed. Oh, who cares what she sees? No, it affects the eyes. I saw that. I go, what's that? I saw dad's this. I saw mom's this. And sadly, what if someone takes advantage when they discuss these things? How many were affected, sadly, by pedophiles? Believe you me, there are people in this world whose sexual behaviors towards the direction is because of abuse when they were younger, not because they believe in what they're doing. And that's why when I heard there's an organization online, my dear brothers and sisters at home, strongsupport.co.uk by Brother Ali Jafari. Brother Ali Jafari went through intense trial with his own sexual behavior. What happens if someone has overflow of sexual energy? And strong support starts to talk to those people because we have in our communities a lot of people whose sexual behaviors have made them uncertain because of things they've experienced or because of things they've seen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless those people out there who face such trials because we don't know what they've seen. And that's why the judgment of everyone's a'mal is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed in this month, the overflow of sexual desire led a man to kill another man in his sujood in the 19th of Ramadan. So therefore, when the Qur'an sought to look at all of these, and then the Ahlul Bayt went further, people started to ask the Ahlul Bayt, okay, I'm a male, I'm with my missus, can I insert foreign objects into her to make her pleasure? Imam says, haram. Foreplay, are we allowed? Imam says, very good. So therefore, the Ahlul Bayt even expanded on this. So put the Qur'an and the Ahlul Bayt with each other, they highlight to you, don't come to me with identities which you've now constructed. Just focus on the male, focus on the female. There are some things which are extreme one way or the other. Stay in the middle, bring each other mutual pleasure. Thank you all so much. We have a sister in Mozambique who is missing. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for her and her whole family that she is found very soon. I ask all of you in this holy month of Ramadan that Allah returns all of those who are missing back to their families and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses the marhumin of all of our beloved, especially our dear beloved brother, Al-Hajun al-Sheikh who passed away. Rahimallah man qara surat al-Fatiha. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.